Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jules Gill, are you leaving what culture? <laughs> <laughs> Get back here, Jules Kill. <laughs> He's got the little comedy crook. He's just trying to like hook me back on. It's like, no, no, no. I've got trying more to do to his say. own thing. Let's address the elephante in the room. Um, yes. yes, officially, but also no. <laughs> to better explain. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to the UBP, the UBP, the UBP. I am Jules Gill, and I'm joined by Scott Tailford, who is about hello. to receive some devastating, but also brilliant news. Um, Everything that me and him have just gone through, <laughs> he's going to walk back now and go, no, I'm not doing anything for our culture anymore. Yeah. I'm leaving. So on the 29th of May, 2023, it will be my last day as an official full-time member of the What Culture family uh, because I have accepted a new position of a senior or a video games producer over mm -hmm. on the Future Games show, which you should all definitely go and subscribe to. And Scott's allowing me to say this because they're part of Future. We're all part of Future. It's <laughs> yeah, all we got bought by fine. Future. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we were absorbed into the greater mass and yes. now I'm going, bye! Like <laughs> so, but, yeah, but the, the sweetness for this is that you'll still be appearing on What Culture Gaming. We'll yes. still be doing the UBP. Jules will still be around. It's just that it's very much worth doing a new adventure every now and then. Exactly. It's a case of like, you know, I've been uh, with you at What Culture since 20, end of 2016, 2017, yeah, around, 2016, that, around yeah. that time. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we have been through it all. We've been through the ups and downs, the ups again, and some of the downs <laughs> again, and then the ups again. It is a bit again. where it's flying, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Flying. Um, and uh, it's a case of, I feel like, I'm not trying to say that I've seen it all and done it all within What Culture, mm. but there is kind of a slight limitation on where we can go. We've already succeeded, and I'm not trying to sound egotistical, right. but we've already hit, like, the million subscribers Mark. We've already got shows that work. We've already got all the gears running. Everything is a finely tuned machine and it just mm -hmm. works the way that it does. But I feel like um, I want to take that comfort and basically twist it a bit. Try and start again. Try and work with uh, like a new team, develop new ideas, like forge new connections and just try new stuff. And I'm not yeah. saying that I didn't get the opportunity to do that within what culture. I'm just saying that with this here, I will get the joy, the fear, the anticipation, the panic of starting a new channel and starting it all from the ground up again and mm -hmm. really trying to just get them up to the same level that we're at. It's basically mm -hmm. just like, what can I do to help them grow? And I just think that now's the time to do it. I don't want to spend another five years or so of my life doing something that I feel 
I'm a bit too comfortable in, if you know what I mean. I know, I know where yeah, I think going. every now and then people yeah. have that uh, that urge to just try something new and this will have... I mean, the thing is, we can do the vast majority of stuff at Wild Culture, but at some point, we're not... Yeah. We haven't got the feature game show. We haven't got certain things that are just awesome yeah. potential ventures um, that you can get stuck into. So Wild Culture will still be alongside you and you can still hop on the channel and we're yes. still going to do UBP and everything. Um, and chances are we'll meet up in person a bit more anyway because yeah. we'll both be at we'll events We'll both be and at the same events and yeah. that's the best thing. It will be just from just... I'll be wearing a different name badge. Um, <laughs> the best part is is that it's going to force me out of my comfort zone because they want me to do like live hosting they want me to do live streaming more they want me to actually be out there in the public interviewing people and okay. I, I get a bit sort of like antsy about that because it's mm. obviously public speaking and you know speaking to interviewers and developers it's always a bit nerve you're going to walk because, up to people and ask who's heard of soul reaver well, you, just, you just think to yourself what if i mess it up but then you, you'll but, be fine but this is the thing i'm i'm going to do it because i want to push myself creatively and just keep yes. pushing forward with that constantly evolving as the the idea that I've done with this move. So yeah, that is it. So it's it's goodbye, but also you'll be seeing me pretty much every single week <laughs> anyway on What Culture. So it's also hello to the people yes. that are joining me over on the Future Game Show. Yes, go, yeah, go check out the Future Game Show stuff and we'll make it work. Anyway, speaking of the UBP, the UBP, the, the UBP, UBP, with me being Scott Tilford and you being Jules Gill. Did we oh, even yeah. say your name? Oh, I did. I did, mate. Okay. <laughs> and people send in their various questions their various talking points for the week whether it be gaming whether it be Tenacious D's new song what? and we just get through as many as we can so um, I carried over a few questions from last week because we had a massive uh, submission from people and I'll do the same into next week because we've still got loads I just forgot and I put the another tweet out over the take troth overfloweth the take troth overfloweth so we'll get through as many as we can one from Toby Larone who says UB to the mother flipping P Oof. legends do you feel that gaming has almost peaked graphically 60 FPS issues aside and that the gaps between console generations may begin to extend as from a technological point of view the next leap in gaming isn't as big as it has been in the past you know what I have we totally, beaten gaming I, I totally agree that when it comes to graphics like we are approaching like levels of fidelity that are bordering on like the uncanny valley mm. there's only so many places you can go I mean you've seen that unrecorded uh, gameplay uh, stuff that have come out the body cam first person oh, yeah, yeah. shooter game mm. like that is so realistic that it's uncomfortable for many mm. and I feel like Apart from going into that photorealism stuff, uh, where else can you take it? Like, mm -hmm. we've already seen so many amazing styles uh, artistically from different games that have chosen not to go down that route. So I mm -hmm. feel like graphics, we're kind of done, which I know that many graphics card companies around the world are just completely sweating. I mean, all they're really doing, <laughs> if we're being honest at this point, is saying, mm -hmm. let's just add more stuff in well, for let's, me, it's let, just... let's, let's give 3D um, ray tracing to the ants in Skyrim it's like, it's like there's nothing <laughs> you're not really doing anything to move the needle you're just going no. yeah okay I just feel like there's this weird like relationship with fidelity it's like everything needs to be hyper detailed even though you'll never maybe in a photo mode you might zoom in if your character yeah. crouches you might see the detail on a leaf or something but you don't need it and I feel like I mean today is I mean, happy Zelda day to all those who celebrate because Tears of the Kingdom is finally out and that game is a massive endorsement of you don't need this hyper fidelity you just need a believable world that you can get lost in like you know that's Art no less design is always better than graphics isn't it yeah, I would also always say so. And like some of our favorite games have really strong art styles, whether mm -hmm. it's like Jet Set Radio or like, Akami. I don't know, whatever. Okami, yeah, Okami. And it's like, they absolutely work. And Tears of the Kingdom has a couple of frame rate hitches when you go into a certain village or something, but you can skydive from the top of that map to the bottom all in yeah. one go, and it looks beautiful. And you can see for miles as well. When like, you consider you know. what that hardware is running on as well, mm. like like how old the Switch is. Like, I'm not trying to bag on it. I'm just saying it is an oh, old it's piece old. of kit. Yeah. But the fact that it's running that game that well is actually really impressive. Yeah, man. Well, it's like, it's like six years old now, and I think the processor is like a Tegra mobile. It's what would be in like a mobile phone. Yeah, like it's yeah. uh, that kind of thing. So 
yeah, I wonder where we go from here. For me, I'm hoping it's just doubling back onto gameplay systems because I feel like we've we've proven we can do lifelike animation. We've proven we can yeah. do, you know, mouths moving in time with the words. I don't care anymore. I want the games. Like, can we just make some games? I, I, I do agree, but I also don't in I know a Josh way. likes all the fancy stuff. Because I can't remember what video came out the other day, but it was like uh, the most impressive thing about this game uh, in Dead Island 2 is a hug. Because of the way that <laughs> the characters actually interacted with each other and uh, okay. cloth and uh, mesh textures actually yeah. flowed properly. And I right. feel like if you can get that level of animation down as being the mm. next step forward, like it doesn't matter how you wrap the present, as it were. It's mm. just how it is delivered. And I feel like the mo-capping, the way that uh, textures interact with each other in maps, Like I don't want to see another cloth scarf go through <laughs> my body anymore right. i don't want that in this day and age if mm -hmm. they can nail that as being the next step forward then yeah i would say that, that is an advancement in graphics or the way that at least physics uh, um, of the game mm -hmm. uh, interact with each other well it's but, like i mean i remember you know splinter cell pandora tomorrow i yeah. remember when that was being shown off and their whole thing was that sam could get a hold of a curtain and slide down it and we all marveled at the, <laughs> yeah, the material yeah, physics yeah. that was in 2004 yeah and it's like unless you're making material physics a really fundamental part of the game like you're a fashion designer and you need to mm -hmm. like add some flair or something then i'm not that bothered like I, for the most part i don't take each individual element in of like oh my god look at the rendering on that look at the rendering on that yeah i just take the world in and so yeah Hence why I think the likes of Zelda or whatever are like the way to go. It's so funny when I see uh, fan-made uh, HD up-res uh, mods mm. come out because there was mm. one that came out for Red Dead Redemption 2 which apparently is meant to add like the most granular detail onto every aspect of that game. And mm. in when you're looking at it in an image, it's beautiful. It is undeniably one of the best looking things I've seen in a long right. time. Mm. However, in reality, our eyes don't work like that. It's no. really weird to look at something and see every single object in such fine detail, no matter the distance that it is from the player. Yeah, like it's as if really, the sharpness is turned on. Well, it's interesting because what it does is that actually doesn't give depth to the image. It flattens it because if mm. you're seeing every single thing at the same um, graphical fidelity like no matter the distance yeah. it's kind of like confusing to your brain just like I'm looking at an image rather than that <laughs> so it actually in theory breaks your immersion of the game than it mm -hmm. would do if it had air quotes worse graphics I also think that for me this is completely subjective personal I really don't care about someone just spending thousands of hours rendering the world yeah. itself yeah, yeah, yeah. like Red Dead 2 is very impressive but if I want to see a bunch of trees I'll go and see a bunch of trees I want to know what you come <laughs> up with what planets you've designed yeah. what ecosystems you've come up with what creatures and everything else um, not that you can't do that and obviously, like I said it is impressive I do appreciate that but it's just at some point I don't know I want you to see what you can do with the medium itself you have access well, to you know ones and zeros to make anything yeah that's why I'm excited about um, what's going to happen with Starfall <laughs> Starfield Starfield that's it yeah I don't know I was, I was thinking of Red the one that Bethesda's really. doing yeah well that's why I'm excited about it because it's like they're using this procedural world generation which is mm. you know in theory bad because no because that's not going to create very uh, <laughs> complex or intricate level designs. But the fact is that it's going to be on this new graphics engine everyone's been touting up as like the best looking Bethesda game that's ever existed. And it's a case of if graphics work to create this otherworldly, in a very literal sense, feel to the game, then yeah, that is an achievement. But if it doesn't have good art direction, then we are going to be looking at just another game that just looks pretty, but is completely soulless. That's, yeah, that's the whole thing with Starfield at the minute, is like the, the, the No Man's Sky approach, which mm, I do think mm. No Man's Sky has a very identifiable art style. It's very like the old Isaac Asimov 70s sci-fi books. But like, yeah, Starfield, I guess we'll just see how that comes together. The 
I forget how many planets they said they had. Oh, so a hundred billion trillion or something like that. Yeah, they? just like, like yeah. a completely astronomical level of. It was uh, something insane for No Man's Sky. I'm sure yeah. for uh, Starfield, it was still like eight thousand or something. Still so incredible, like, that isn't it? Yeah, but it's like, how the hell do they make that feel um, cohesive? Like, if it's just, if you've told an AI to generate it, then either we'll see the stick, yeah. we'll see it connect, or it'll be different. Were you kind of put off when they said it was like 8,000 or so planets? It was just like, oh, yes. man, I'm not going to go to 8,000 <laughs> planets. Go there. Like, like, even in Skyrim, I am looking for the quickest way to get from point A to point B. Mm. I am a fast travel demon. Oh, if there is the option, I'm sure. If so, if they basically go, I'll explore for like the first 30 or so worlds. But when mm. I look at the little tick box that just says, you have seven thousand nine hundred and like i'm like oh no mate no did you see um the new tears of the kingdom uh, advert the tv advert with the guy on the bus have you seen that the guy on the bus no there's, a, there's an advert doing the rounds where they literally make a demographic out of the middle-aged person who is bored with their job or right. bored with okay. their life and yeah. so the, the trailer for the literal the new legend of zelda game is like a sort of late 30s maybe early 40s looking dude um or whatever age he is a middle-aged yeah. dude and he's on the bus and it looks like he's in dreary old england he's looking out the window of the bus and all the, the weather's all a bit naff and it's yeah. all a bit grey and it's all a bit crap and he gets home and his wife strokes his arm and he's oh he's really depressed and everything and he looks on the table and there's a copy of Zelda there and he picks it up and he starts playing and he remembers how to smile again oh and then the next God. day when he's on the bus he's got the switch and he's playing it and he looks out the window and it's a blue sky it saved him it's reminded him of the value oh of life oh my god like which I'm, I'm not gonna lie I felt a bit seen in that right, I saw it was like yeah alright yeah I'm just saying right there is a marketing group out there that thinks that that gives the impression that their game really <laughs> does make your life a little bit better just because it brings you a bit of happiness and it allows Beauty you to see that. Game. What that message is actually coming across as, from the way that you've described it, is you need video games to make your life bearable because yeah. your real life is so <laughs> utterly depressing. Like, no, thank you. Why don't we actually say instead, hey, th th no, the problem here isn't that I need this video game to feel better. It's that mm. this situation that has got my life into this place in the first place oh, totally. is not okay. Yeah, it is very, it's literally video What if I can't afford Tears of the Kingdom? Am I going to be depressed <laughs> for the rest of my life? Like, what's this? No, the weather won't change then. It'll be, it'll be a permanent and grey sky. You'll never never see light again. Have they it's, even um, been to Britain, by the way? There is no way in hell that we are getting a blue sky. We are overcast 95% <laughs> of the time. I'm only assuming Britain. I don't think he says anything in the video. But, um, oh, yeah, come on, mate. If, if, it's, if it's a bit sort it of... It feels like, like it. Yeah, if it's a bit overcast, it's us. Yeah, it feels like a dreary sort of like random afternoon or evening when you're going home. But yeah, it's very much video games as a coping mechanism. Which, like I said, I feel seeing video games have genuinely revitalised parts of my life on certain you know areas of my life. <laughs> but, but you it's shouldn't just be telling people that you need to get Tears of the Kingdom, no. otherwise your mental health will be in the <laughs> toilet. It's like, come on, man. That's a bit emotionally manipulative, isn't it's it? It's got to bust out the increased price point of £70. Oh, yeah, that's um, how they get you. Yeah. They just go like, it's like, Tears of the Kingdom, it'll make you feel better, mate. £75. £70 <laughs> now. Or the deluxe edition that'll make you feel really happy. <laughs> Do you want to smile again? Yeah. Pay the money. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll get through some more questions. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. I was determined to get through more than, I think we did two last week. We ended up bl blabbing Ooh, for like we half were, an hour. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, that's, that's kind of what we do. But still, um, we'll get through some more questions from Jack Asbury, who says, at the time of seeing the tweets that we put out for the questions, he's on a stag weekend. What's the best Ooh. stag party slash weekend that you've ever been on? That is crazy. I can tell you about the um, the stag weekend in which the stag got hit by a tram. Would you like to hear Please that? Please do. Okay, yeah. So we were in Prague, um, mm -hmm. and we were having a good old time, as good old pranked. boys do. And it was basically, we were just drinking a lot, being loutish, being silly. Um mm. And then we were just like, okay, well, we've drunk a lot of beer. Um, we've shot some guns. 
Mm-hmm. We've uh, gone on a little boat ride. We had a great old time, sort of like just uh, chilling around the place. Let's get some more beers, take them back to the hotel that we were staying at, which actually, no, it was like a big Airbnb with one massive room that had eight beds in. It was really weird. It's kind of like old Victorian orphanage style, but kind of cool (laughs) at the same time because it had like a big circular sofa in the middle where you could just go and chill, which was actually really nice. Mm Um, so we were like, let's go back there and have some drinks, get ready, and then we'll hit the town proper. So mm-hmm. we started walking back, and Rob the stag uh, is basically just uh, not looking where he's going. He looks the wrong way up the street, because obviously they drive on the different side of the street over there. So he mm-hmm. looks at where he thinks the oncoming traffic is coming. Unfortunately, the thing that hits him is a bloody tram, a ele- oh. massive electric tram, so you know Yo. how big those things are. Uh-huh. And he f- gets smashed to the floor. He um, breaks all of... Oh, yeah. He was carrying a huge bag full of all the beers and like liquor that we bought. <laughs> oh, no. So the thing that broke his fall and turns out is the thing that actually saved him from a serious head injury or concussion right. or even worse was uh-huh. the fact that he landed on a bag full of glass. <laughs> he The glass broke his fall and he stood up immediately afterwards, like completely in shock, just like, right. um, uh, I, I think I'm okay. So we're like... Wait a minute, you just got hit by a tram, <laughs> you nearly cracked your head, and all of this glass is now around you that could have lacerated you yeah. by landing on it because he wasn't wearing much. Like, I think it was just like a thin, <laughs> sort of like shell suit um, style coat. And, right. you, and the bus, uh, the um, tram driver gets out and he's just like, uh, obviously, he's having a panic attack because mm-hmm. he's just hit somebody. Mm-hmm. And after a bit of like muddled translation between the pair of them, he's like apologizing and Rob's apologizing for getting in the way of the yeah. tram effectively. I'm sorry and, I walked into your tram, sir. And again, it turns out that the only reason that Rob wasn't dragged under was because of just the right angle that he got clipped by. It didn't push him underneath the tram. It was used the bumper. The bumper lifted him and pushed him up out of the way onto the glass. And so, That's like when people get hit mad. and they like lose their shoes. Like yeah. They sort of like get flung. So it was it was utterly mad. We're just standing there watching this going, oh my God. Uh, but much more expletives involved in the there. It was, it was just like, what is going on? Because all of us are pretty tanked at this point. Everyone's just kind of <laughs> pr- trying to process. It's like, did that actually just happen? Like, what yeah, is going yeah. on? And the best I, part uh, of it, the little, little like caveat to the story is that the police then showed up to obviously investigate what had gone on and the only outcome of it was that the tram driver got into no trouble because Rob was like it's absolutely fine Mm -hmm. Rob however I believe got a fine for being drunk and disorderly uh, there for like nearly 200 euros I want to say but it turns out that that was a fake fine and they were basically just making a bit of Skrilla off the side (laughs) because the cops (laughs) were just like you are drunk you are idiots you are not from here we're going to take some money off of you (laughs) what the hell that's like a hell of a weird like I don't know dark cherries on top of that uh, on I know, the icing right? on the cake of that thing. Um, I don't know. The thing is with them um, stag dudes, I've only like got my own one to talk about because yeah. I'm the only one of my like close friends who have got has got married. And my best, well, my best friend got married, but it was in Peru. So like, um, yeah, I don't really have like crazy stag stuff. We all dressed up as me for my oh, stag weekend. So funny. we which, must have told yeah. the people at home. I think about we this. have done. Like yeah. where Scott was just like, oh, you all look very nice, and it's like we're dressed <laughs> as you. That's why. <laughs> Because I didn't realize like, was it was like Ewan or something. Ewan had like drawn a beard on. Yeah, had yeah. drawn beards on. Yeah. But I was all like, oh, you all got like dressed up for it. But um, so yeah, I don't have uh, much of a more in detail one for that. Next question from Tom Hartman, who says, what older Star Wars game deserves a remake? I booted up Star Wars Bounty Hunter mm-hmm. recently, which was mm-hmm. not as awesome as I remembered, but it always had potential. I will say that they should make a new 120 frames a second pod racing game. Just ooh, do that. Ooh, what, Let me mean, like, side Star dudes. Wars Episode One Pod Racer. That yeah, which be... I still think holds up pretty well. I don't know if we've talked about that on this Wait, podcast. No, you've, you've got that copy on the PS4. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I've got, on, I've got I've got it on PS4 and on Switch. I really like that game. Yeah, but does, a, doesn't, doesn't it run like a HD version? Like it's actually it, yeah, like, it's like touched up, but it's still the original one. Like I, uh, I the okay. thing is, I always thought that they should do a better job of letting you sideswipe the other races. I know you're actually killing them, and I guess Disney doesn't want that for you know the kids game. But if you how can mesh they not it, be okay with killing people when they show how many people in the Mandalorian episodes is like bang 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 you're all dead. <laughs> True, and I guess in the actual episode one race, um, that dude Sebulba is like run is whacking everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like, Give me, because you can taunt in it. So I'm yeah. like, you've got your taunt button, you've got the speed, just put a little bit of burnout in it and let me sideswipe dudes, put the physics model in there. Just like, as a little side thing here, so Bulba's 
pod racer was mm. so cool, man. I yeah, the big they like, released a, engine thing. Yeah, they released like a Lego version of it, and it was the ah. most. I wanted that so badly, but I got the um, <laughs> the Anakin Skywalker one instead. But I wish that I'd got the Sabob one because those massive turbine engines and mm. that noise they make of that. Yeah, it's such a cool sound. The thing is, they never, as far as I know, they've never brought pod racing back. It's only ever been in episode one. I don't know, and I'm just like, it's clear. Well, either it's in the galaxy as a talking point or it's mm. just on Tatooine but we've been to Tatooine enough times I know. like why is it not a thing and so yeah I would um, if you're going to do I know they've announced Star Wars episode 10 or whatever they're doing there's a mm. whole thing where Ray's coming back and I'm so checked out of Star Wars but either way but if, if they, they got ever pod did racing one, back in I'm telling you if they do a, a literally a pod racing movie where it's oh, at the, no, they, no. you and yeah. I have discussed in the past I remember this it was like <laughs> a, we were talking about how we would have made uh, Star Wars prequels better and then mm-hmm. I think that you and I broke off from the group chat and were like do you know what the pod racing segment should just be its own movie. Like yes. a rags to riches story of mm-hmm. like a group that is down on their luck and they just need to win this big Tatooine race event and that's it. Have it yeah. do- totally unconnected to the main Star Wars plot. Maybe even have it just so that like they did it and at the very end of the race they see Anakin who's like the next boy wonder and they go, oh look, mm. and then therefore if you want to tie it in, that's how like you if tie you need it to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like there's a whole culture, well, in theory, there's a whole culture around pod racing and specking the, the pods. You could do a whole Fast and the Furious style, the original Fast and the Furious. Fury style oh, movie yeah. set in a oh, pod racing yeah. thing. Why are they not doing that? And they do the tie-in game, like well, race I was, online. I was talking to Ewan about it, and apparently there's like some deep cut lore about some of the races. Like one of them is like from a family that's been exiled by their own <laughs> race. There's another one where it's like he's um uh, running from a bounty hunter and he's just trying to scrape by. Or like okay. he turns, he like betrays somebody else in the pod racing community and is like blacklisted. I was like, there is great <laughs> goss here. There's hot tea yeah. to sip. But you can have a whole thing where you're talking the characters in between the races you have rivalries SSX yeah, tricky man. style yeah. like I'm just saying it writes itself and, and it would the also blueprints already there it would definitely itch the uh, scratch the itch of the F-Zero game that we're never yeah. getting again because we don't there's no wipeout there's no F-Zero yeah. there's that one that's on Switch that I forget the name of that I do love it came out back at launch but there's very few anti-grav races like especially that have the there budget there's actually them. one coming out soon um, I, I can't it? remember what it is uh, it's called but we'll, I'll, I'll check out on that because mm. it's um, it's like meant to be the spiritual successor to Wipeout another one that's coming out and it's oh, actually, actually okay. pretty cool um, but yeah. in terms of what Star Wars game I'd like to see remastered or remade mm-hmm. I had such a blast with Star Wars Battlefront 2 the original original version of that because that was when they added in like the uh there was more hero combat uh they added in a a campaign as well that was Mm -hmm. properly thought out had online multiplayer as well which is still active believe it or not if you go to Mm. the pc version of it there are still private uh servers and communities that are still playing on that and Mm it's it actually holds up surprisingly well given all that it is so i think that there is great potential to go back and say look hey our version ea's version of star wars battlefront didn't work that well let's yeah let's maybe like retool it a little bit and just give you the classic experience i would definitely play that the cancelled stuff for battlefront 3 where it was like you could go in and out of the ships themselves in like real time you don't have to warp it out of them i like the idea of having a gunfight with another player and you both jump in x-wings or one in x-wing one take to to the skies and yeah yeah like that's the thing they could do with bringing in um to try and maximize it wasn't wasn't that game like 90 percent complete before they pulled the plug because i know that you can actually play the alpha or whatever version of it is out there there's like a fan project to bring it to life 
Right. Yeah, there were like lots of gameplay clips for it. It was it was that Pandemic Studio, like literally called Pandemic, who yes. did Full Spectrum yeah. Warrior and stuff, and Mercenaries, and then they just shut down. They did some amazing games. They, do you yeah, remember man. they did um, Lord of the Rings Conquest, which was basically just the same Battlefront game, but in the Lord of the Rings universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they did that. And like, it wasn't like amazing, but it was still mm. really cool. I wish that they had just taken that idea of like, let's take an IP and mm. put our formula onto it, because mm-hmm. that's what Dynasty Warriors did with Persona 5 Strikers and... Um, Gundam Warriors and Hyrule Warriors and stuff like that. They've yeah. just taken that formula and applied that to that. Imagine yeah, the whole like, battlefront IPs. genre. Yeah, yeah, imagine how many IPs that could have uh, that could work with. Imagine a Transformers mm-hmm. game with something like that going. I would take it. I don't know if you watch Demon Slayer, but I would take a Demon Slayer version. I need to watch it because you do every, need to watch Demon everyone's Slayer. been banging on about it, man, and I am very oh, keen mate. for it because I've been going through at the moment. Um, I've finished off that nine one one fire emergency um, one, and I've just started okay. a series called Mushin Muscle. Um, okay. it's, it, dude, dude, it is the best thing. Do you like? Did you like? Um, uh, what's it called? One Punch Man. Oh, dude, I love One Punch. Yeah, yeah. One and Punch do you is like awesome. uh, Mob Psycho One Hundred? Because that's the same. I've not vibe seen that. that yet. Oh, you should watch that as well. Okay. Basically, this is the same character archetype of a guy who's pretty stupid, uh, but he's incredibly powerful and completely not aware of what's going on around him. He's basically Saitama, but there's the twist. <laughs> he he lives in a world where it's Harry Potter, so he goes to wizarding school, right? Oh, but he, okay. but he can't use magic because all he's done instead is he's just been lifting weights. So he is he, out, he bests everyone who uses magic. And they look, the face. But they look down at him like, oh, you can't use magic, you're rubbish. He's like, I'll show you. That's a bit like, because um, have, have you seen My Hero Academia? Oh, yes. Oh, I love that. Love See, it, man. I'm waiting for that to like kick in because I've seen about what? four episodes what? of it. Well, I'm just like I thought four, it was, four I'd... episodes. Yeah, I'm just I'm like waiting Bruh. for it to like be something. I don't Bruh. know. I'm kind of waiting for a bit of pace. I'm just oh. sort of like yes. Yeah, I mean, are, what's yeah? It's you're there. about to go through some serious arcage, my friend, because okay, you're okay. going to go through the. Uh, the whole uh, All Might arc with his sort mm-hmm. of like rise and fall. Then you're going to go into the greatest villains that they've ever sort of introduced. And then mm-hmm. when it gets to the later season, which I've just sort of been catching up on now, mm-hmm. you are going to be like, well, there's pulling the trigger <laughs> on uh, moving character arcs uh, or ending them forward. And there is this. And my okay, God, okay. They, they are the the Grim Reaper scythe, my friend. Oh, no. well, see, that's <laughs> the thing is I keep when I was in Japan, I saw so many pieces of artwork. And then in the corner, it was a My Hero Academia logo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that character looks so cool. That assumedly villain looks so cool. And I just want to get to the point where we're all active and doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to do that. But yeah, Demon Slayer, massive shout out to that franchise. Season three is on right now. It's, okay, it's week cool. to week. Um, yeah, that thing just goes strength to strength. Like I cannot recommend Demon Slayer enough. What culture um, anime when? I don't know. <laughs> anime culture writes itself. I would have a t-shirt that says that. Do you know We've what? Though, it, I, I actually know why we haven't done the what culture anime thing. It's because uh, even though gamers and wrestling fans are a very uh, particular bunch, mm. um, when it comes to anime fans, they are so fastidious that it is, it's a crime to get any positive detail <laughs> wrong. And because yeah. of the way that anime characters are written, most of them are so overpowered that any sort of like, oh, this person would beat this person. They're just like, no, that's not true because of this. Part. Like, <laughs> and because it's constantly evolving every single story, even mm-hmm. by the time you put out a video, it's a case of like, oh, so say like Goku hates spaghetti. Like then it would be like a case of like, oh, but it recently last week, they just had <laughs> Goku entering a spaghetti eating contest. And he said, it was mm, a noodle me love spaghetti. 
<laughs> it's one of those things where like we did, I did an anime list like years ago yeah. and I hadn't seen half the ones that were in there. So I did my best trying to pronounce yep. everything, yeah. got it all wrong. Uh, and then obviously the top comment was just like, who the hell is this guy? And I was just like, I know like most of this, but not all of it. Yeah, please I know. It's like, please be kind. Please be nice. <laughs> <laughs> please let me do it. Um, next question from PG Quips, who says, UBP, UBP, hope you're all doing well. Name one annoying game mechanic you like and one you don't. I'm partial to weapon and armor degradation myself, but I could do without being encumbered every 10 minutes. Now, this is the thing. Um, mm. uh, Commander Stephanie Sterling put out a little message, a tweet the other day saying, um, name me a game that was improved by weapon degradation. Okay. Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. No, improved by... Yeah, I mean the, the whole. I love. I'm totally with PG Quips. I love the whole degradation thing in those games because they force you to have a to cycle to use every weapon. You can't just rely on one thing. Uh. Even the Master Sword runs out of energy. <laughs> that's that's weird, though, isn't it? It's like it is this, weird in the here's canon. This yeah. amazing weapon that's literally meant to be the best of the best. Ah, it's right out of juice. <laughs> Plug it in USB. Is, uh, do you have a charger for it? It's <laughs> so that yeah, they don't even pretend to handle it well either. It just flaks a, a thing on the screen. I'm talking about Breath of the Wild. Although yeah. it's the same in Tears of the Kingdom. Just says uh, this has run out of energy and you have to wait like ten minutes. Right, just juice, wait mate. for it to come back. Okay, yeah. so what? So you would say that uh, you'd like the old weapon degradation? Degradation. I'm, I'm fine with that because in those games, and especially in Tears, uh, in Tears of the Kingdom, you can warp anything to anything. So mm -hmm. um, if you've defeated an enemy and their horns fell off or part of them or any part of them, any rock, anything you find, you can fuse that together. So you're making all of these weird hilts with a diamond top or this That's hilt with cool. a dragon's fang or yeah. something. Okay. Uh, weapon on the fly. So I like that. But then you only really get it for like 10 hits. It breaks and you make something else. That's so quite cool though. But you're you constantly keep evolving the formula, just going what works, what doesn't. I've heard yeah. that the UI, by the way, is absolute hot dog garbage in which uh, well i turned you the, constantly uh, just got to be like going through that little like uh, menu of just being like click 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 going cycling through yeah left right. like, they need radio menus this is weird because it's like if you hold L, you've got your like main set of powers, which let you craft and glue stuff together. Yeah. But on each D-pad, if you hold it down, you have your all your inventory. So it's like a sword inventory, a shield Oof. inventory, and an Oof. item inventory. Oof. And within them, you're still in the game, by the way. You're just holding the D-pad down. Um, you can then push Y to cycle three or four different sorting options for like recently used, most power, Oof. whatever. I very much got used to it, but it is very cumbersome if yeah. you're, you know, like if you're just going to be like, oh my God, how do I just make a cool sword? Um, um, fair you enough. Know, yeah, there's a lot of jumping around with that stuff. Now, in terms of like an annoying mechanic that I would actually like to see more of, I'm a real sick freak <laughs> when it comes to uh, <laughs> to card games within uh -huh. video games, like okay. um, oh, Caravan from uh, Fallout New Vegas or mm -hmm. the Triple Triad from Final Fantasy VIII mm -hmm. or Gwent, for example. Do the um, cards in the Shovel Knight King of Cards expansion. Uh, yeah, That's yeah, one yeah. of the best little mini games. So I like the idea that they're there, but it's so infuriating to lose at those games like yep. there is nothing worse than just being like oh I think that I've mastered this oh I've just drawn a bad hand I'm gonna lose <laughs> like because I know that in Final Fantasy 8 in particular the um, you would go and play people and you would carry the rules from that area through with you to the new area mm -hmm. like a sort of virus style disease and the worst one would be random where you can't pick your hand you would just dealt a random selection of cards from your deck right. and that meant that you'd have sometimes amazingly powerful hands that would help you win immediately or you would have the worst cards in your deck and one 
of the cards that you really like, and your opponent, when they win, obviously selects to keep one oh, of yeah. your cards. Oh, yeah, in Simple so, Trial yeah, all the time. So they'd be like, oh, I'm just going to nick your best card. And it's like, I actually <laughs> needed that card, you asshole. Like, what no are you doing? Because if you then beat them, does it maintain the inventory where you can get it back? Here's the best part about it, Scott, is that <laughs> if you've got the random thing, sometimes, you, you remember, you can only get a card from their hand. So that mm-hmm. means that the random rule might mean that they don't have your card for another three games, and then awesome. they'll suddenly have it, and then you'll be like, oh, brilliant, there it is, and I lose that hand again brilliant okay you've taken another one fantastic <laughs> yeah stuff like that that was the thing in triple triad i was like when i started putting time into it and i oh that was always the gold standard for me for a long time um but yeah then they would just sneak in and steal your 10 age card that you spent ages trying to get but i loved it in a way because it's something mm. that was so much effort and depth put into it that i was just like yeah cool i would actually like to see this in more video games i wish that more developers would be brave enough to try and create a card game and just because the whole reason that Gwent is so successful is because mm. it was struck that beautiful balance between being a really fun distraction and being just a genuinely great game. Like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. simple to pick up, difficult to master, and it only gets better the more time that you put into it. Mm-hmm. And it's so much so that it's become its own thing. And I feel I like say, if, I love that you can buy the physical sets. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like if um, developers were really putting their mind to it, they'd be like, "Well, we we are creating games. We can create mini games that are as addictive as this, and then we can offshoot them into other stuff." Mm-hmm. No, and I'm a big fan. I always wanted to buy that Shovel Knight set. Like, I have both mm. Gwent sets from the DLC. Um, final question from Willie Arroyo, who says, have we seen the new little music video for Tenacious D's new I've song, not. Video no, Games? No, 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 Oh, my God, okay. This will be the sign-off treat from the end of this podcast. Okay. Um, yeah, new Tenacious D song called Video Games. It's only like a minute and a half long, like okay. their original self-titled album used to be. And um, the animation that's in it is just really awesome. It's just it's just Jack Black and Kyle Gass um, singing about video games. Name-dropping specific ones, which is feels weird in a song where he's like, I'm playing a bit of Fallout 4 and I'll do this and I'm playing Red Dead <laughs> and it's just like the best thing about it is the animation I do think the chorus is like catchy enough it's very old school Tenacious D in terms of like the song length and everything I um, love that Blackjack is uh, Blackjack Jack Blackjack. Black is having a resurgence of sorts because of the fact that he's obviously been Bowser like everyone's yes. got him on that and that Peach's music video was just so funny have you have you seen the movie yet I have seen the movie. I thought it was really, really fun. Like I, I love that those people I mean, are like, yeah. they're like, oh, it didn't move the uh, cultural uh, d- uh, the discussion cultural forward on video games, dude. It was a great, uh, like, seven out of ten, um, eight out of ten, maybe video yeah. game uh, movie, and that makes it a great one. Wow, this I loved music it. video is violent, my friend. I'm just <laughs> looking at it now. I've just seen somebody's <laughs> head get blown off. I'm watching it with the subtitles on. Claymation kind of way. Um, yeah, the Mario thing, I, I, I'll never forgive Illumination for putting um, Take On Me and those other random pop, pop songs yeah. over the music that was actually orchestrated for it. Because on the soundtrack, they have those songs that were then replaced in the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that when they do the home release, they do like the proper actual scored version. Because if you hated those scenes when you were watching them in the cinema... The music is there. It's just only yeah. on the soundtrack. The medley, um, that whenever they came back to do those actual proper uh, old school Mario musical bits were mm-hmm. amazing. The At the end credits, when it went through the full medley of all yes, of the songs and Galaxy together, and everything. I just sat there with Beanie and I was just like, that's probably my favorite part of the movie. And like, <laughs> right. I enjoyed so much of it, but I just loved that that beautifully curated piece of music exists the amount of movies that are being made that are already have cinematic um foundations they're already quite cinematic in the first place last of us or whatever i'm always going to get way more out of something that wasn't that cinematic in the yeah. first place like trying to cinematicize as a word mario yeah. is so fascinating like there's something way more watchable about that and like more enjoyable about it 
Um, but anyway, massive thank you to everybody for sending in their various questions. This has been the Untitled Banter Podcast, the UBP, the UBP. The UBP. The UBP. I've been Scott Hilford. That's been Jules Gill. Indeed, I have. And remember that next week we will be back asking for your questions. Or will we? Because we already have an we overflowing will. trough. So don't get oh, you too were making crazy. A good point. I was thinking you were doing a thing where you were like, will I be here? Will <laughs> no, I be gone? No, no, I no. I'm, I'm still contractually obliged to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be throwing money at him. I'll go and find him in person. The UBP will always continue. But yes, we have plenty of questions to carry over from last week and this week. Um, but still, we'll catch you then for now very much. Thank you very much, rather, for listening. And we'll Indeed. catch you then. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.